rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mostly Homeless Podcast. I'm your host, Damn it, Damien. All right, buddies. All right, dude and dudettes. Got a mighty fine, mighty new episode for you this week because this week we're sitting down with my new best friends forever in the band Major League. Not to be confused with the 1989 film starring Tom Berenger and Charlie Sheen, but no, the younger, hipper, cooler band from, uh, let's see, New Jersey. Yeah, we sat down with these guys uh, after their show in the Seventh Circle here in Denver, the DIY Collective, formerly known as Blasto Matt, run by my good friend Mr. Aaron Say. Uh, thanks, to Aaron Say, for driving me home after this mighty fine good show. But uh, so we we sit down. I'd had a few beers as always, and uh, we got candid and we got real and we got deep with these guys. Uh, there were a band I weren't wasn't really terribly familiar with, but my good buddy Sean, it was his birthday, and he was like, dude, we're going to the show. It's my birthday. I'm so excited. You better come. Checked out this band, and I went, hey, these guys are all right. I'll, I'll go take a listen. I'll go take a look. And I put in an interview request thinking it would be nice and easy and no problem. I just ask him the same bullshit questions I ask everybody else. And then uh, a few moments into my research, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be juicy. Uh the band recently uh, parted ways with their longtime lead singer, Nick Trask, and we get pretty deep and pretty candid with these guys about that. Uh, lead singer Brian Joyce, well, one of the lead singers, Brian Joyce, uh, the night before the show, kind of almost died of uh, appendicitis stuff. Uh, we're going to get more deep in detail with that here in a minute. So it was a pleasure chatting with these guys, especially. I mean, like, let, let's be honest here. As, as somebody who does interviews, like, it's it's good to get the dirt and be one of the first to get it and that still be fresh on their minds. And I don't mean dirt as in dirt, but it's good to get the lowdown, the skinny. And, and uh, chatting with these guys at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, we got them, like, a little more uh, down to earth, a little bit more honest, a little bit more real, a little bit more serene. Uh, they haven't done these interviews a hundred times before, so it's not canned interview stuff. So, guys, I, I was really impressed with how you handled yourselves in the interview. Hell, I was really impressed with the show. I was really, really damn impressed. And uh, while you, they, this band has a ton of haters on like AbsolutePunk.net and PunkNews.org, I really see these guys taking a hold and taking off and uh, being a solid, positive voice in this next generation of up-and-coming bands. And that's coming from a 32-year-old cynic who hates everything. I really like these guys. Good dudes. Good band. Uh, great interview. I'm really stoked to talk to him today. But before we get into that, I've got to uh, plug my uh, new sponsor here. So uh, here, let's uh, pull a Mark Marin and... Uh <sighs> Buddies, boys and girls, I'm sitting here and I'm drinking... Death Witch Coffee. Death Witch Coffee is our new sponsor. I can't really tell any difference, but apparently they're the world's strongest coffee in the world. And uh, really, uh, I still feel the same effects as I normally do. I mean, I normally drink a pot of coffee a day, and I normally feel just fine. And with Death Witch Coffee, I feel completely fine as well. But uh, here, uh, they, they've got a warning notice on the back of the bag. Let's read it to you guys. Maybe you guys will get a little, uh, little feel of it. So, warning, world's strongest coffee. Our beans are carefully selected and roasted to provide the most highly caffeinated bold coffee available. We take pride in knowing our coffee has no artificial additives and is both organically grown and fair trade. This caffeine is high in content, is intense, and may result in sleepless nights, energetic mornings, and productive days. Some may say coffee is this strong. Man, I can't read this right. I should retry this, but we're not. Some may say coffee this strong is irresponsible. We'd like to think of it as revolutionary. Death Wish Coffee, fair trade organically grown deathwitchcopy.com man so as i say uh you know i can't really tell any difference other than uh god it, i just feel so good drinking it boys and girls check it out it's delicious uh so fair check out deathwitch copy deathwitchcopy.com i'd like to thank those guys for sending me free coffee every week and uh, i drink a pot a day it is fantastic dark roasted i man it's just good just deathwitchcopy.com all right boys and girls uh I was fortunate enough to record some live tracks from Major League Show at the Seventh Circle. I did this on my handheld Zoom recorder. Highly recommended for those of you who want to take some high-quality live recordings. I stood kind of towards the back of the room to get a good, better sound. Uh, it came out really well. I'm really happy with the results. So you guys get to hear this band, what they sound like, without their old lead singer, Nick. Um, I have the majority of the live show recorded, so if you'd like a copy of it, shoot me an email at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, and while you're there, like us, subscribe on Facebook, uh, subscribe on iTunes, mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Uh, 
shoot me an email and I'll see what I can do to send you some MP3s of the live show if you'd like to hear it. It's not the complete show, but it's most of it. And uh, it'll probably take me a few weeks to a few months because I'm ridiculously busy right now. So without further ado, guys, let's listen to a little excerpt of the live show of Major League at the Seventh Circle. It's going to be an internet radio show. Oh, it's a podcast. You guys familiar with podcasts? Yeah. You guys listen to any of them? What do you listen to? Uh, I don't listen to podcasts. Yeah, I don't listen to podcasts. But you need to listen to them all. Okay. Mark Marin. Start out with Mark Marin and then work your way into everything else. Uh, he's the guy who I rip off. Uh, but still, it's, it's just it's us hanging out in a weird room <laughs> at a uh, music venue very patriotic room. getting to know each other it's kind of like a first date in a weird rape <laughs> in a weird rape dungeon yeah um fuck off if i even leave my house today yeah that's a nice painting so okay cool so we're hanging out with you guys here today yes major league yes okay i apologize i always get you guys confused with modern baseball <laughs> it's uh yeah they're actually from philadelphia um I get us confused too. So and you guys are from worry. New Jersey. Yes, and we're That's, like right out, like really, 
right next to each other. Well, we're in Denver, which is nowhere near there. Right. So just to a uh, retarded, dyslexic guy like me, Major League, Modern Baseball, two words. I'm dyslexic as fuck, so a person <laughs> like me, it just it's like M, second word, band I like, can't remember which one is which. <laughs> now, of course, I'm with a Major League. Yes. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, no, but still. So, are you guys baseball fans at all? Yeah, I mean we're we're baseball fans. Yeah. You not, say that not my s- primary sport, oh. but what is your primary sport? Probably hockey. Hockey. Is there a major league of hockey? Um, national. Uh, hockey yeah, it's national hockey. National league. hockey league. It's like called the major league now. So I, I I hate asking those bullshit questions. Oh, what does your band name uh, mean? Because you guys have probably already gotten that a hundred times. <laughs> You're gonna get a hundred more times. Where the fuck you guys are hockey fans? Where the fuck do you get major league from? Um, our first show is coming up, um, like back in like 2009, and we needed a name, and had no idea. And I was like, put us down as major league because on the flyer it was just more TBA, so that's where major league came from. It's just kind of a horrible, horrible last minute decision that stuck. <laughs> I, I, I like it though. Cool, thanks. I just appreciate it. My retarded brain gets confused with the other somewhat baseball well modern baseball which is there's a lot of sports themed yeah. bands now so it's yeah. it's cool I, I get this mixed up too like, I, I, I mean honestly I mean it's, it's yeah, no, no offense yeah. my brain is just my brain isn't wired that way it's like yeah. it, band it starts with M second word somewhat baseball so uh, first off like nobody listening to this has any idea who you guys are cool who are you guys What just uh, names to voices okay my name is Brian. I sing and play guitar. Oh, hey. Hey, Brian. How are hey, you? I'm good. My name is Kyle. I play bass. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? <laughs> My name is Matt. I play guitar and I sing. Yeah, and you have a Philadelphia Flyers. I do. Is that a Flyers hat? Yeah, I'm not even a hockey fan, I know that. I'm very <laughs> impressed with myself. We're talking about hockey, and I kind of so, sort of know something. So, uh, Brian. Yes. You almost died yesterday. Uh, I think I did. Oh. Possibly. You don't know? No, it was, it was bad. It was the worst physical pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Um. Yeah, I I was throwing up from like 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. Went to the hospital. We wound up having to cancel the show. The guys still went and supported the rest of the bands and stuff though, um, and let me take care of that. So, but you almost died. Do you, do you really honestly feel like you almost died? I I honest at the time I honestly felt like I was dying. Like I I no joke called my mom and was like, hey, I'm just letting you know my body may be shipped from Salt Lake City, Utah. It was my appendix that was, like, yeah. acting up. And, uh, yeah, they... Uh, Do you they still d- have your appendix? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. How scary is that? Yeah, I don't know how big it is now. They said so it could change the outside. You were supposed to check it on it. Yeah, yeah I was supposed to... morning in the main... Oh, were you? I didn't know that. Yeah, I was supposed to go back in at 9 a.m. Oh, yeah, they yeah. said go home and rest... Well, go back to wherever you're staying. Rest for 10 hours and then come back and let's do more tests and see where it's at. And I was like, well... We got to be in Denver, so that's not going to happen. Yeah, so we just started driving. <laughs> All right, buddy. I, I, I know we just met. Yes. I know we're not friends or anything. Why the fuck are you in Denver right now? <laughs> like, honestly, I, like real talk here. Yeah. Like, no bullshit. Like, let me turn off this microphone. Fake turns it off. Why are you in Denver right now? It would just put us way too far behind, honestly. it would have. You dying would have put it even further behind. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. I don't know. I was just, I don't know. I After they started treating me for everything, I started to feel a little more, like, I started to feel better and I started to feel a little more confident. Like, the vomiting stopped and, like, the fever went away. I started to feel a little more relaxed and stuff. So, at that point, once they had said that it, it wasn't appendicitis, um, appendicitis is eight millimeters, my appendix was seven. And uh, he says, I know that it sounds like seven, eight, what's the difference, but there is a huge difference. And uh, so, he was like, I'm going to let you go home tonight, get some rest. I wanted me to come back, but either way, uh, I feel a lot better today, and I'm taking the medication and stuff, so um, I'm just gonna tough it out. You look, you look, you look all right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Not great, but you look all right. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Yesterday he was white as shit. Whiter. Whiter. Yeah, whiter than normal. I'm pretty tough guy. So when this guy's throwing up from what 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. Yeah. What's going through YouTube's mind? I was eating uh, Asian rice. Took a long time to cook in the microwave. It was really stressful. Um, yeah, that's what was going through my mind. I just wanted to eat the rice. You couldn't keep it down though, could you? Oh no, I, I ate it fine. Oh nice. I was good. Just, just eating rice. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like a dollar at Ace. What is it? Ace Ac- Acme. That's what it's called. You meant to say Ace Acme. Ace Acme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I was driving, making sure he wasn't throwing up in my bench seat. <laughs> I had to pull over a couple times, and uh, yeah, I thought it was food poisoning. Yeah, I thought I thought it was food poisoning at first because <laughs> it's funny because right before we ate we ate Burger King the night before, and right before we ate Burger mm-hmm. King, I told them a story about how. The only other time that I've really eaten Burger King was when I was seven, and I got horrible food poisoning from it. Did and then you, the next day, did you I eat the uh, vegetarian burger at Burger King? No, because I've had an ex-girlfriend that ate the uh, vegan patty or vegetarian patty at Burger King, uh-huh. only to find out a week later that that particular Burger King just better a regular Burger King <laughs> patty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so man. probably all do that. Yeah, not, not particularly. Probably all right. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, but you're feeling okay? I'm feeling okay, yeah. But you guys have a trailer flat, you're not going to make it tomorrow, more than mm-hmm. likely. Yeah, more than likely. More than this is not going to go up until next week, so it'll be long past. So yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if it happens, whatever, cool. Um, so this, this interview, internet radio show that I do, I like to talk about origin stories. Okay. Do you want to talk about your origin story? Sure. Uh, what I mean is... You guys are from New Jersey. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are all three of you from New Jersey? No. I'm from Delaware. Oh, yeah. I heard about that on stage. Yeah, yeah. I think I have that recorded live. All right, cool. What brought you to New Jersey? Um, our old singer. I was in a few bands with him, and I uh, basically met these guys through him. Uh, I think we played a few shows together, and then, yeah, and then eventually I was doing merch for them on tour. Their bassist quit, and I was like, hey, I'll do it, and then that was it. Nice. <laughs> let's let's ever, ever after. Let's take a couple steps further back from that. All right. How did you start? What was your first musical experience that you remember? I think I was like seven years old and I had a piano recital. How, how did you start playing piano? My mom made me. I didn't want to, but my mom made me. I'm glad she did now because I kind of have like a basis for notes and stuff like that. But, you know, at the time I hated it. So you hated piano. Your mother made you start playing. You yeah. started playing piano. How did that lead to uh, uh, what ne- what, what's next? Well, after piano, I played saxophone. And then Ooh, uh, fancy. I just kind of was really into music ever since then. Well, ever since piano. Just, you know, I always wanted to play different instruments. I love learning new things, learning new instruments, stuff like that. There's nothing else like... School was never fun for me. Nothing was ever fun. Nothing was as fun as just learning new instruments and new things that I could do with instruments. What all can you play? You play piano? Piano, drums, guitar. Uh, I would say saxophone, but I probably wouldn't know what I'm doing if I played it now. Yeah. So, so no ska bands in your future? No ska bands in my future. Okay. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right, all right. So let's pass it along to you. What is your first musical memory? That you um, I joined band when I was in fourth grade. And I joined it because my one friend was in it, and he was like, yeah, you just get out of class, it's whatever. So I'm like, okay. And I actually started playing the flute because there was a girl in my class that I liked. And I was like, oh, she does that. So I just get to walk the halls with her back and forth, so whatever. And then that turned into, like, two years of that. And then I realized flute was fucking gay. And then I just stopped playing that. (laughs) You mean flute was was lame? Lame. Yeah. There you go. Not gay. Not yeah. gay. There's nothing wrong with being gay. <clears throat> nothing wrong right? with being gay. Alright, alright. No. I have a gay uncle. I love him. I mean, this is this that 21st century? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm old. I forget what century we're yeah, in. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Aaron? Say. Um, yeah, and then I played sax also and trumpet. And then. Uh, and you grew up in New Jersey? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So. Um, and then, so let's fast forward. How how did you start playing? Uh, what you're playing now? I guess it was just another instrument that I just picked up, and nice. then I just kind of kept with that. Other than like everything else, you guys pick them up very quickly. I mean, I quickly enough. Yeah. I gotta thank lessons for being able to do any <laughs> instrument I do. I can't like I was. I'm not one of those people that can just like pick up an instrument and just right away get it. Like I need a little bit of guidance. Nice. So I can't say I just like was able to do. I'm not a prodigy or anything. Yeah, um, I, I I spoke with Reggie, well James Deweese from Reggie and the Full Effect last week, and he's like, oh no, oh no, man, I can I can just I can just pick up anything and learn it like that. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I played violin for six or seven years, and I still can't fucking play it. Still have no idea. The teacher just liked me. That I, I was very lucky. But how about yourself? When was the first time you... What was your first musical memory? Do you... Did your parents yeah. bring you up in that? Yeah, my time? first musical memory was my dad. He uh, he always used to play on Saturday mornings. Uh, like, he'd, like, listen to his records and play. And uh, I... The first thing that really caught me, I've listened to my dad play More Than a Feeling by Boston on guitar. Nice. And uh, I was eight years old, and I came downstairs, and I was like, I don't know what that is, but I need to learn that. And then I originally wanted to play drums so I could jam with my dad. And he was like, absolutely not. You can't play drums. It's like, all right. So then uh, I started picking up guitars while he just kind of like taught me what he knew. And then from there, um, I was just kind of like, I never like took lessons or anything. Um, just kind of like learned off my dad. And then from there, I just started kind of like writing my own songs and then learning songs by ear and stuff. Um, so I really don't have any musical, like as far as reading music goes, which I've always wanted to learn. And it's just a, it's just a lazy thing with me. It's just kind of like I, I took uh like music in high school and i kind of just didn't really pay attention yeah. i just kind of went through it with went through the motions kind of just like again played by ear i didn't really actually read the notes i just played right. back what she just played to me so <laughs> that I, I mean take it from a dyslexic kid who can't keep your name straight from the other band that is <laughs> name um i i i played violin like i just said mm -hmm. i couldn't fucking read notes i just yeah. played what the other parts were playing exactly kind of Faked it. Yeah, exactly. And the teacher liked me and let me stay in the class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how I got through. I just kind of faked everything yeah. and made it through. That's still how, kind of how I still do it. I just fake everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did that become playing in a band, making music? It was just. I mean, it was really my dad. It was. Uh, he was in a band when he was younger, and I used to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. My grandfather had like videos and stuff, and and I just thought I always thought it was cool. It was always like a, a fascination type thing. Like I just I and I also getting like into other bands as well, like Foo Fighters, Blank-182, all that. Just kind of like seeing all these bands, seeing music videos on this channel called The Box, where you like sit there and you watch, like, and you get to like dial in like the music video you want to see next and stuff. And was that the like the almost 1-900 number, but yeah. it wasn't quite 1-900 in yeah. request videos? I remember uh, that. We had that in my hometown in Louisiana. Yeah, I, I used to, that's what I used to watch every day after school, after like from 5th grade to 10th grade when they canceled it. That's all I used to do after school was just sit there, do homework, and dial in numbers. And uh, But, yeah, it was very uh, – watching all that just kind of really got me into that whole, like, I want to live that world type thing. So, What about you two guys? What was the question? I'm listening. I'm just – how, how did you start playing in, like, oh, how did band, I start? band, well, bands? Uh, I think I'm going to have the same like, thing. Out, like, out of the high school. At the garage. Yeah, yeah. My my dad always like exposed me to Bruce Springsteen. He was a giant Bruce Springsteen fan. So that was my first like glimpse of what makes sense. Music, East Coast like, live would be like. But um, I don't know. I always like I said. I always started. I started my first like piano recital was like when I was seven. So I always like enjoyed playing in front of people and like learning something and then displaying it for people. So I think that just kind of kept going. There was a venue that opened up by me that had a bunch of bands that I was able to find out about through that venue and it just kind of stuck with me and then yeah. I've been in a bunch of bands in the past and then just love doing it nice uh, this is actually my first band that I've been in <laughs> really uh, I didn't play in any bands in high school uh, I had like I guess you could say I had stage fright because I hated playing in front of people even like in school band that's why I, I don't even think I played actual like notes in school, I think I just pretended hmm. to play, and we just throw the reeds at each other from the <laughs> saxes. And then, uh, yeah, then I tried college, and then was, that didn't work out. And then I became friends with Brian, and then he was like, "Oh well, I need a guitarist." I'm like, "Okay," and then just kind of worked out from there. And then <laughs> played my first show, and then realized that I loved it, so just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, and and you do a significant part of the vocals. Yeah, now that I do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did how did how was it? singing in front of audience it terrifying that's why i get i this is actually the first night that i haven't drank before and what? yeah <laughs> I, I feel like when i have like a couple of beers and it just calms my nerves and i don't have to worry about it but then yeah. then i think about it too much and then i just sound like it did tonight <laughs> i think you sound great i don't <laughs> well thank you but no, I don't. Yeah. but uh i i mean I'm, I'm a guy like i had to drink a couple beers to do this interview so <laughs> uh, and, and, the, and that's not you guys it's, it's all me so 
Let's learn how to do it together. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Uh, <laughs> so you guys have been together for a relatively short amount of time. About four years. Four, about four years. That's that's relatively short. You're on your on a headlining tour right now. It's mm-hmm. what, your second headlining tour? Uh, I think so. I mean, in the past, yeah. like, two Maybe years, like, actual tour, yeah. yeah. This, like, lineup of yeah. the four of us yeah. So you guys are, it, it's a relatively short term. Mm-hmm. Um, holy shit, there's what, you guys played 1130 on a, what, a Tuesday night? Yeah. Uh-huh. There were still 50 kids there singing and screaming along. That's pretty goddamn incredible. Um, what has been the most in encouraging part of this journey to keep you guys going through it as such a young band doing these uh uh, starting out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think I'm getting my words. No, yeah, I, I it's like a, I don't know. I think the most encouraging part is like we did a tour in 2011, and that was our first real tour as a summer tour, and we were gone for like 93 days, and it kind of, it started out. It was kind of like, oh well, let's just kind of pack up in a van, sleep in WalMarts, and see how this goes. Let's have yeah. fun with it. It's a summer tour, like whatever. And you know, we some shows we were playing the three kids, some shows there was like. A bunch of good like locals on the show, so there was like fifty kids that showed up. Like, but playing those shows and then having it turn into what it is now, where like you know, I don't know, like writing these songs and then playing a show where like there's like that you know that kid Nathan that came up tonight and took the mic and sang an entire song for me. Like my voice was shot tonight, and he came and he sang an entire song. But it's like, you know, that's the coolest thing to me is like somebody knows our lyrics better than we do half the time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so cool to me that somebody would invest themselves so much into, like, knowing a band. I mean, when I was younger, I would do the same thing to bands, but I haven't, like, I've never looked at our bands like that yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I, I know every single Foo Fighter song or Blink-182 song or whatever, but, like, you know, I, I would never imagine that, like, you know, Nathan coming up there tonight and grabbing the mic and, like, having a good time and he knew every single word. It, it kind of, like, you know, it's, it's things like that that really give you, like, a kick in the chest. It's like, yeah. damn, this is... You know, I don't know. It's incredible. It's it's really like just kind of like a mind blowing experience. Is even as like small as it may be for some people, like on like certain scales to us, like it'll never be too small for me. It's yeah. It, it, is it weird that you might be his uh, bleak one eighty two Foo Fighters? That's <laughs> very weird. It's <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, how, how do you deal with that kind of idea? I don't know if that's the first time you ever heard that because I mean, like. It's the first time I ever thought of it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think. I, mean, that. I think, think about, about that because, like, when we were younger and like bands like you know like Green Day, like Point Two were like coming up, and like they were just getting like to the point where they were like doing like headlining tours, and like we still knew, like, about like the music that they were putting out, and we looked at it as like, oh man, like this is like my favorite band kind of thing. Like it's weird to think that, like, ten years later, or. 20 years later now god it's weird to think about it's like almost 20 years later now and, and then uh, just for them to think about it like how we did back then yeah is like kind of blows your mind uh, exactly exactly um, so I, I, I know you guys are tired you guys have had a long drive I'm gonna jump gears pretty significantly more than cool. I n- normally would um, let's talk about I know you guys just lost a member of the band. Do you mind talking about that? Totally cool. I know yeah, it's nice. very new. I know it's very fresh. Uh, Nick just left the band. He was the uh, vocalist. Yes. And then you guys have kind of... I, I, I'm I, still new enough to the band that it's still new to me. Yeah. All of it. So, cool. Um, do you mind talking about what happened there? You guys are still friends. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's no, like... Animosity. No pun intended. So, hard feelings. I, I mean, the band is yeah. New album is called Hard Feelings. <laughs> Ooh, man, like that's a question you're gonna have to answer for the rest of your career. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, was that album about him secretly wanting to quit? But it was it. No, I mean, no, I don't. I don't think it was. Yeah. But still, I gotta ask that. Yeah. No. Totally. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we've all. It's always been. It's always kind of been. No offense, Nick. It's always kind of been the four of us. Um, as far as, like, lyrics go, like, I've always written all the lyrics, Matt, Matt's written lyrics, and, like, same with the melodies and everything, so, like, it's always kind of just been the four of us anyway, and then it was just kind of like, hey, here's what you're singing on this song, or, like, here's what you're singing here, and, like, 
Um, and he knew that. And, like, I, that was the cool thing about, like, his kind of, like, press release and stuff was he was just very honest about it. And he was like, you know, everything you listen to and relate to is those four guys. And, like, so it was very nice of him to do that because we had all, uh, for a little while we were kind of living in his shadow type thing. It was kind of becoming, like, a, like, it wasn't so much about, like, five people being in a band as much as it was just, like, you know. It was, background music. Yeah, it was just it just was became very like Steven Tyler, Aerosmith. You know what I mean? Like on a much smaller scale, of course. But like yeah, yeah. yeah it was just it was like that vibe. Like it was just kind of like who the fuck are, like we could probably every one of us could quit tomorrow it. and be replaced and nobody would yeah. give a fuck because all they like the focus on is them. The songs that we write, like, not even matter. Like right. it, it kinda made it seem like the kids didn't really care about those songs and what they meant. It was just they cared to go and sing along in Nick's face and it right. it was like more of like being a fan of Nick than being like a fan of the music as right. a whole yeah yeah. so yeah and that's one thing I'm always curious about is like there are bands like uh, the the band that pops up in my head is Wilhelm Scream guitar mm-hmm. player writes all the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, the singer doesn't write as far as I know doesn't write any of them, but he sings them. He's the one screaming out in front. But those guys are okay with being in the background with Nuno, yeah. the whole home screen being in front. Is that was that the same case for you guys? Did you guys like? We had yeah, no pro- obviously not. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, we had no problem with it. I mean, we were yeah. cool with it. It was just the lack of consideration that went mm-hmm. into us. And again, this is like totally nothing against him. We yeah. still love him to death. But it, it was and, like, and it's like, one, and, and we should know, like, it should, yeah. it's one o'clock in fucking Denver, yeah. Colorado. It's out of your time zone. You guys are fucking tired. Yeah. Some things you guys might say might not be hundred. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, but it was like, yeah. you know, it was just, it was, it was a little disheartening when, like, you know, there's certain songs. Like, for instance, there's a song called Seasons that I wrote, and I was at a very low period in my life when I wrote that song. It's an acoustic song, and then standing there next to him when somebody comes up and says, like, "Hey, man, Seasons means the world to me," like. I can't thank you enough for writing that. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, totally. Thank you so much. Like, you know, I wrote that from the bottom of my heart. And I'm just kind of standing. It's kind of hard to stand there and, like, swallow that and be like, cool, man. Like, it was like there was no effort to give anybody else recognition. And that's the point point where it started to – that's why in our press release it kind of came off very, like – it was a very mutual thing. Like, we kind of knew that he didn't want to be in the band, and we were kind of feeling like we wanted to go into this new record kind of without him anyway. And that's how it was on his part as well. He was kind of feeling like, I don't really do much anyway. I would rather not do this new record as well. So that's why it was an even split, and that's why I think everybody left on good terms. And it was it didn't have to be this, like, you don't contribute, so leave. And it didn't have to be for him, like, uh, I feel like I'm not included, so I'm out type thing. It was just a very, like, hey, think I'm going to go. Okay, yeah, we feel the same way. And we just shook hands and... You know, and we're happy for him. Him and his girlfriend have been together for four years now, and like, um, they're well on their way to, you know, making their lives together and everything. Nice. So for us, it's like totally cool. It's, you know, it left very, things very like open and very happy. When we were on the road, like, he, it was almost like he, it wasn't where he wanted to be. Like he'd rather be back on with her. Right. And now that he has that, like now it's just like kind of a better vibe with like the four of us on the road too. Nice. So. Everything's like just in a yeah better mood now. So, so what's it like to be up there singing your own words again, or for yourselves? Um, to be honest, certain songs like because Heaven Knows and Homewrecker, I still feel like very passionate about and stuff because the songs are like have very deep meaning to me. But for the rest of them, I still almost kind of feel disconnected just because it is his voice on those songs. So like regardless that I like. Whether I wrote them or not, I still feel like I'm kind of singing somebody else's songs, which is actually the most exciting part about getting into this new record. Um, nice. It's just, exactly. we all kind of feel, I mean, Kyle's written songs for this new record, Matt's written songs, like, lyrically as well. And so it's like, it's nice that, like, we each get to go in and, like, really put <laughs> our, even if it's just backup vocals, whatever, get to put our own passion into it and stuff because, um, you know, it was just... You be- can't copy, like, what yeah. was already... Exactly. What's already out there. Like, it's... You can try to, but it's, I don't know, you would always want to sing it a different way or with like have like a different feel to it, and it's good that we finally get to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how is it up, I mean, I guess this kind of goes over the last question, but it, how does it feel to be up there without him and that core 
uh, I like as, it. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody likes it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, nothing against. Again, like nothing against like Nick or, like a, as a five piece band, but it's definitely different because, say when we would play like a floor show, and uh, there wouldn't be a stage or there wouldn't be like any barriers or something like it would almost be like how we said before like there was like a lot of kids that were just fans of Nick, it would get yeah. to the point to where there would just be a crowd of kids. And us getting pushed up against like the drums, and we could have stopped playing. Kids would have not even noticed because all they wanted to do was just be around him. So it's kind of nice to have that freedom that you're not going to get rushed by kids on stage. Because yeah. like when kids see a five piece with a lead singer or like a lead vocalist that like, doesn't have an instrument in his hand, they're like, okay, well, we can't really break anything in his hand, so we're just going to go crazy. But when kids see a four piece and like there's everyone standing behind a mic, it's kind of gives them a whole feel about the show and what they want to do which we still encourage kids to stay shy yeah. have fun yeah absolutely. Like, but um i think it's if anything that like you get to, that like any kid listening like don't think because we're a four piece now that you can't do that because like we still enjoy like watching kids like go ape shit and go nuts for it so yeah. And, and are the kids receptive? Because they seem to be denying. Like yeah. the one kid grabbed the mic and yeah. sang along. Yeah. And fuck yeah, good for him. Yeah. No, I mean that's the cool thing. I mean, going into this, we were definitely a little nervous, and like I'm not gonna lie, like the the turnouts for this tour, um, it's not that they've like I, I don't want to say they've lessened. It's just the crowd participation has kind of like died down a little bit and I think it's everybody's kind of like testing the water a little bit you know like it's kind of like okay I've seen these guys a few times before and I knew what they sounded like plus I have the record to know what they sound like not sure how I'm going to feel so like it's kind of like it's funny but like it's not usually until the last like two or three songs in the set that everybody starts to get yeah. really crazy so like um, they analyze us yeah they, they kind of like evaluate the set first kind of like all right well how's this going to be and then they kind of like know where they're like I don't know where they stand with everything so um but as far as, like, the crowd reception goes, like, it has been great. Like, it has – I couldn't ask for better but, crowds and everything. And, like like I said, I was super nervous because, you know, it is a big change. I mean, regardless, like, regardless of, like, the size of our band, whether we're still a small band or not, it's still, like, the people who like our band felt passionately about Nick, and which is, you know, which is the way I'd hope they feel about, like, any band that they like. You yeah. know, a member leaves, like, that's part of a band. Like, regardless, like I said, like – Nick didn't really write anything, but his voice is still on those records. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So like, regardless, he still was one fifth of what majorly, like what made major league. You know, yeah. so you know it's definitely nerve wracking going into it, feeling like, man, like whether I think I'm good at singing or not, whether I think I could fill those shoes or not, it's really up to them whether I fill those shoes. You know what I mean? Like it's really up to them to decide. Like, hey, are you up to par with Nick or like, well, Nick was better. Like you know what I mean? And it's it's. It's kind of like a... It's a hard thing to jump to, too, because, like, I feel like for anyone, the vocals and, like, the words that, like, you hear is the first thing that you connect to. So, kids instantly connected to Nick and his voice yeah. rather than guitars, rather than bass, or rather than right. drums. Like, that came later. But, like, the first thing you hear when you listen to a record, pay attention to what the guy's saying, like, how he's singing it. And I think, like, it's... That's definitely, like, the hardest jump to go from, yeah. like, a completely different voice. Because, I mean, we all have, like, different voices, like, compared to yeah. how Nick sounded, so. Well, well, I mean, like, this is my first time, and I apologize, this is my first time seeing you guys right, play. Yeah. And I, I loved it. Thank you. Like, Thank it was you. great. And, and like, you. hopefully that doesn't sound like pandering or kissing ass, but no, I, no. I genuinely enjoyed it. Otherwise, I would have went home early <laughs> and not been like, hey, let's do this interview at 1 o'clock. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I think you guys have something going on. Thank you. Um, that's worth documenting here. And I apologize because I, I, you guys hopefully know understand this is what you're going to be talking about for the next year. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, for sure. But here we are talking about it in Denver, like, what, a month after it's happened. So mm-hmm. just remember that I was the first. <laughs> One of the first, hopefully. Cool. But, um but so you guys are about to go in the studio with Will Yip. Yes. Man, that guy's recorded some great albums. Yes, yes. How Especially nervous are you? Oh. How many this past year? A, a ton. Like, he's, yeah. yeah. So do you guys get nervous about to go into a uh, studio to record with this guy? I mean, he did what? Title Fight, Circus Survive. Uh, Balance. Uh, yeah, Balance Composer. So many fucking great bands. 
And you guys are going to go in there next. Yeah. Like, does that... In, what What do you guys do to prepare to go into the studio to record an album with a guy like Will? I mean, we've kind of, like, demoed everything um, ahead of time. And we're still, like, writing and demoing while we're on the road and everything. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. There really is no way to kind of prepare for going in. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely strange. Will sent us an email this week, though. And it was our first time talking to him, and it really, like, calmed my nerves a little bit. He was just very, like, forward and just, like, listen, like, no matter what, I'm going to make sure this is the best-sounding record. Like, I won't, like, stop the mixing board until you guys are satisfied satisfied with it. So, like, that has us, like, extremely, like, okay, cool. Like, this is going to be, like, a little more relaxed because there there is a lot going up against. You know, the last, like you said, like, last year, you know, we had Citizen, Daylight, Balance Composure, um, you know, title fight. It, I can't even like off the top of my head. There's so many bands, sure, right? And, yeah. and all those records did phenomenal last year. It's not even like one like turnover. Like there's not one record last year that was kind of like ah, that was an okay. Record. Like, what, what, like, do you worry about being that band that goes in and ruins that streak? Yeah, because I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I just and I don't mean that. I, I just think that I would be the guy that would go and I'm hitting my head. Right now, as I'm saying that, like, I would worry about being that guy to go in and do that. Like, fuck, what do I do beforehand to make sure I'm not that guy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, the thought crossed my mind, like, damn, we really, really need to make sure that, like, not only our record comes out good, but his reputation stays yeah. good, you know? I mean, it's, it's totally, like, something that, like, I've thought about and stuff, but at the same time, my dad's actually a motivational speaker, so, like, oh, really? uh, yeah, so I'm Who always, like... Uh, his name is Brian Joyce as well. Um, he's got he's got a few books out and stuff. But um, so he's like, while we're on the road, he always like sends me quotes and stuff. So he's like, I always like think to myself like, well, what will my dad say right now? Like I'm just like, anytime I'm starting to like doubt things or like I'm starting to feel like, man, we really better not fuck over Will with this record. Like I just you know I don't know. I just kind of like you gotta have confidence. You just gotta go in this very relaxed. Like the last thing we need to do is go in this overthinking it. And what's in the past is in the past. I can't go in it like thinking about, you know, what Major League was two right. years ago doing Hard Feelings. I have to think about, like, okay, well, well where are we going? And what's the next step yeah. for the band? And, and this is our new sound. And, like, it's not that the sound's changing drastically. It's just that the voice is changing, you know? It's just kind of like, this is, this is the new voice, and this is the new, like, this is what Major League was all along, just with a different vocalist. So. Well, well, and, like, I listened to the EPs mm-hmm. that apparently I, I read about the last couple of days and nobody on the Internet liked. Yeah. And then the new album, Hard Feelings, people are like, oh, man, it's good. It's like you guys went through your awkward puberty stage in front of, uh, (coughs) excuse me, you went through the awkward puberty stage in front of everybody, and now you're still kind of going through that, like, awkward puberty stage, and I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. No, yeah. You guys are kind of just growing up. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, that's the, that was the weird thing about it was, like, our first EP, The Truth Is, like, a lot of bands' first EPs kind of just like, oh, yeah, it's an EP, whatever. But, like, it got a lot of press, but it wasn't good press. And it was, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it was, like, it was kind of, like, what the fuck? There's so many other bands that release EPs that are, like, not as, like, you know, are just as bad as this one. But for some reason, people let that go and they're, like, oh, I can't wait to hear more from this band. And then they hear the truth is and they're just, like, oh, man, fuck this. Like, so, I mean, we definitely went through a lot of, like, growing pains in front of... Um, you know, the whole absolute punk crowd and stuff like that. But, like, I don't know. I just kind of think, like, that's the whole point of being a local band or, like, an, a new band is, like, it's the whole point is to weed out the weak. You know what I mean? Like, if we were if we were really offended by what people said, we would have stopped, you know, in yeah. 2010 when The Truth Is came out. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, we just took it as constructive criticism, move on, like, and try for a better record. And, like, you know, it's not... And it, we're just still writing what we like want and what we feel. So it's just kind of like, if you don't like it, then you don't like us. It's just kind of what it is. Like it's, I'm not going to like try and sound like every other band out there because, you know, Man Overboard's already doing Man Overboard. The Wonder Years are already doing the Wonder Years. So why would we want to try and replicate that? It's just kind of like we just want to find our own sound and do our thing, you know? So Yeah. Um, and, and obvious it's pretty important because you yeah. kind of sort of almost died yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you are in Denver playing a... Uh, I guess this is a DIY show. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, definitely seven a cool circle DIY, DIY show, and you guys are and about to go record Willie up. And uh, it's one o'clock in the morning. I, I apologize for keeping you guys it's up totally so cool, late. Man. Um, 
let's go ahead and wrap this up. Anything cool. else you guys want to throw out there? Um, UK, we'll see you soon. Yeah. You guys got, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's one o'clock. I've had a for uh, now, too. You, you have the least to say. Anything else to say. you want to say right now? Close it out, Kai. Di- Close it out. All right. Oh, uh, Canada cheated in the U.S. Hockey, Oli- hockey Olympics. That's that's my final <laughs> that's statement. A, that's your final statement. <laughs> that's my final statement. All right, statement. guys. Anything awesome. else? Anything else we want to throw out there? No? We good? You guys got, like, another, what, two weeks left of this tour? Yeah, about that. Yeah. Didn't recording a new record. Ball? Ball, hopefully? Uh, yeah, that's what, I think we're shooting for fall. We were originally shooting for June, but um, I think we want to give it a little more time. So sit on a little more. Probably this fall. We'll see you in the fall. Maybe I'll harass you again in the fall. Sounds good. Sounds yeah, let's have an update. <laughs> well, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Hopefully you'll see out. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. All right, guys. Anything Thank else? Uh, All right, let's Happy birthday, yourself. Luke. Happy birthday. Yeah, birthday, Luke. <laughs> All right, buddies. Thanks to the guys in Major League for hanging out and chatting with us at the Seventh Circle. Man, it was a snowy night. I was surprised how many of you guys showed out in droves. Uh, it was a killer show, killer bands all around. I fell in love with the band Have Mercy. We got to check them out soon. I talked uh, a little bit with uh, one of the guys in the band. I was like, are you guys named after uh, John Stamos in Pool House? And he's like, have mercy. Of course they are. Uh, so, yeah, uh, hopefully we'll get those guys on in the future. And, hey, you know what's really cool is I got a nice little text message from Brian and the guys from Major League after the show, and they just said, hey, man, thanks again for the interview. It was honest and it was fun. I really appreciate you taking the time and interest to talk with us. Catch you next time around. Take care, Brian. Parentheses, not modern baseball. Parentheses, laughter. Man, these guys got jokes. Good, good. Uh, you know, humble awesome great dudes and uh again i apologize for continually confusing you guys with modern baseball hopefully after this it's that's not going to happen but let's get a modern baseball major league tour going and that will really screw with my dyslexic brain uh hopefully and hopefully soon we'll have modern baseball on the show they're coming through denver soon i'm going to try to sit down chat with those fine young gentlemen uh if you're new to mostly harmless podcast uh please go to mostlyharmlesspodcast.com check us out on itunes leave us a little review uh, how about Facebook? Like us, uh, subscribe. We're on Stitcher. We're on TuneIn. We're on all those good places. MostlyHarmlessPodcast.com. You can find that. And again, thanks to Death Wish Coffee for overcaffeinating me and sending me into like a uh, caffeine K-hole. Again, warning, the world's strongest copy. DeathWishCoffee.com. Fair trade, organically grown. Check it out. You'll love it as much as I love it. Man, am I still talking a million miles an hour? I sure hope I'm not. All right, buddies. Uh, we're going to go ahead and end this with another live track from Major League Set at uh, the Seventh Circle. Thanks again to Aaron Say for putting this on. Thanks again to Aaron Say for running a killer venue here in Denver. And thanks again to Aaron Say for driving me home that night. Uh, if you're a Denver guy and you've never been to Seventh Circle, I highly recommend it. It's just a cool little DIY uh, music store kind of thing. Turn, I don't know. you got to check it out. It's an experience all on its own. Uh, so this, uh, once again, is another track from Major League's live set. Seventh Circle. I've got the majority of the show uh, recorded. I'm not going to go ahead and throw it up on the internet just for, but if you're a diehard fan, shoot me a little email at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com and maybe, maybe if you're lucky and I'm not too lazy or hungover, I'll shoot you a copy of the um, the, the live feed from that show. Alright guys, here we go with um, another excerpt of the live set of Major League at Seventh Circle. We'll see you in the funny pages. Peace. <laughs> This will be our last song tonight. Thank you guys so fucking much for sticking around. Thank you so much. Real quick, I want to thank all the bands that are on tour with us right now. Better off, Seaway, have mercy. Those guys seriously fucking rule. I can't thank these guys. I said it every night, but seriously, it means the world to us. All three of those bands released three fucking incredible records last year. And actually today, Have Mercy released a split with a band called Daisy Head from Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, so if you get a chance to pick that up, that's on No Sleep Records. Um, another great fucking song from Have Mercy. So uh, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for coming out on a fucking Tuesday night and staying this late and watching us and supporting all the rest of the bands that played tonight. Um, it really means the world. I can't express it enough. This last song, that's you guys. Thank you. Picture clouds and dreams. I'm on the finest beat. I try not to eat. I'm trying to eat. I'm moving up the stairs. People never see. I'm just not gonna be.
Yeah.